welcome to Waffly Bollocks, the podcast that is going to be busy writing thank you notes to Tony Khan for the foreseeable future. I'm Sarah, also known as Awfully Waffly, and my co-host is MJ, also known as Russell Trash. Hello! Hello on a Friday. <laughs> all, we're all out of whack again. We are, we are. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's an exciting day, and we've... Uh, it is. I was say, we've woken up to news. You were probably still awake when news was happening. No, no, I had woken up to it. Yay! I had actually woken up to it, because... I I fell asleep at some bizarre hour last night, like super early for me. And like midnight then, um, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which so is, early. for me, really early. So, um, yeah, and then I sort of woke up at about sort of six-ish, I think, and I was like, is this what it's like to be a normal person? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I, I woke up to news. News! So the news... Let's just let's just go for it. The news is uh, Akada is officially leaving New Japan. Crazy, crazy shit. We already knew. <laughs> so we, what did we already know? We already knew that his contract was coming to an end, but because they had announced a bunch of shows into the future that included him uh, on the card, everyone kind of thought, well, I guess he's resigning then. Yeah. Yeah, and and also for various reasons, it seemed like it made sense for him to resign. Like his wife is a famous yeah. actress; he probably wants to stay in Japan, etc. But but no. Also, with um, Tanahashi being made mm. president uh, and things like that, so I think when that happened, everyone was like, "Oh, well, you know, maybe uh, his issues with management or whatever are solved by Tanahashi being president." But no, he's he's packed up his bindle and he's he's off nobody knows where he's going to end up yet um i have a feeling i could probably have a well-educated guess so well so something that happened a couple of hours before new japan pro wrestling made their announcement is that tony khan tweeted uh with no context it's going to be an amazing year for aw so so hmm. we're having a pepe sylvia moment now <laughs> with uh <laughs> With the uh, red strings connecting the bits of paper. Got our crazy wall of crazy and we are pretty sure <laughs> that there's a big <laughs> arrow that says Akada AW. I mean, it, maybe he's going to fucking show up at the Royal Rumble, but I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, that's the thing. I If I was going to say, like, my guess would be AW yeah. because, I mean, the amount of matches... That would be on offer to him there mm. um the fact that he's good friends with a lot of people there but then i you know i don't know how many people he knows and is friends with in in wwe yeah. and whether that makes a difference who knows who, who knows? knows but um i would be i think i would be surprised if he turned up at wwe but at the same time it's probably going to offer him money. They're probably yeah. going to offer him a lot of money. Uh, I think both sides will will offer a lot of money for Ricardo. So you really don't know. And the thing is as well is, you know, wrestling is a finite career. Mm. You know, if, if you're lucky, you can still be doing it into your 50s. Not necessarily. Mm. Not necessarily everybody and certainly not a lot of these fellas who are and women as well who are working today where they go so fucking hard that it's like i don't think you know it's humanly possible to keep doing that into your 50s like so if wwe are the ones offering him a ton of money he could easily take it he could easily take it and like you know 
he's going to get the bag and then wind it up, which is, is entirely possible. But I also think that Tony Khan, in the case of a Cardiff, for sure, that he's got kind of deep pockets. I could see him sort of up in the offer on what WWE would be offering. Do you know what I mean? Like, in in the instance of Okada, because it's fucking Okada. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I could definitely maybe see him outbidding WWE in this, in this particular instance. Maybe not every time, but in this instance. Roll absolutely. out the money truck for Lil Kazu. We want him. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we do really want Lil Kazu. Um, I think... Oh, See, I'm going to sound shady again, (laughs) as per usual, but um, the quality of matches Mm. on offer, uh, uh, you know, if he's wanting to have these sort of so-called dream matches, then I would say the majority of the dream matches are in AEW as opposed to WWE. Yeah. And and that's that's a nice, I'm being very nice about (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did you watch battle in the, battle in the valley you know what i have only watched bits of it so far i need to sit my ass down and watch the whole thing <laughs> yeah i have i haven't got to it yet i've had big plans and and shit hit the fan this week so i've not seen everything that i would like yeah. to have seen but um i gather that the akada osprey match had quite an emotional finish and i saw lots of will osprey yeah. social media posts about how much he owes a card and stuff. Uh, so kind of <laughs> be quite funny if they end up in the same place. Yeah. Also in that, what uh, what he said after the match, Osprey was saying you might even end up where I'm headed. So Ooh. you know that, but you know that might just be a thing he said. It he might said be. Who like knows? it could be a hint. It might not be. We don't know. We don't know. Should we pin it on the board and attach <laughs> a bit of red string to it? I don't know. On the board. As always, the thing that AEW has over the other place is that people don't necessarily have to move to America and give up doing everything else they might ever want to do. So no, no. Who knows? This is the thing. We do. We do have people in AEW who split their time between two different places like there's Ibushi uh Pac Mm -hmm. and a few other people I think like they they go back and forth between America and wherever they live so whereas I'm not entirely sure you can do that easily in WWE to be honest yeah like I mean because the schedule's a lot more intense I think like because if you're not working on the TV, you're working in house shows and things, and you know you are on the road a lot more, mm. I think, than you are with, with AEW. So that is, I, I presumably a factor as well. So we shall see. We, we shall, shall see. see. I don't, I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> no, but... and I feel like a dick because I know a lot of our friends who are New Japan fans predominantly. Like they are very sad today whereas we're yes, like yeah and rubbing our hands together our goblin hands like come on <laughs> we'll have yeah you. <laughs> come over here but yeah i mean i i completely understand the the disappointment because you know akad has been a huge huge star for them for so many years at this point mm. And unfortunately, they, they've kind of made the same mistake that, that WWE made, which is built, not building anyone mm. to come up behind. They're starting to do it now. You know, there, there are quite a few wrestlers who, you know, they're starting to push harder. 
But they've gone, well, these are our top guys. We'll build everything around them, but not build anyone up to be the guys in waiting. And that seems really silly in wrestling because, as we know, people get it's injured all the time. What happens if your top guys are out hurt? Like, you're fucked. Well, it's the... the I mean, the same thing happens, um, like, in WWE when, when Roman Reigns isn't... Well, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't work a great deal to begin with, but, like, when he was out with an injury or something or was off sick one week, they floundered trying to figure out what do we fill this space with because it's such a huge space because, you know... He is the guy and he takes up so much room. But it just, it seems really short-sighted to me. And I don't understand why companies do it. Like, so if I, if I look at AW and see they're quite obviously building people to come up behind the guys who you main event is now. So you've got people like Hook, uh, Jack Perry, uh, Sammy, you know, there's, there's a, a bunch of lads, Daniel Garcia as well. Like, you can see these lads that they're building up to be the main eventers in a few years' time when, like, Kenny winds it up or, you know, or when, um, you know, if MJF decides to go somewhere else or, you know, anything can happen in the next sort of five or ten years. So they are building a group of lads to take those places when the time comes to take them. Whereas you've got New Japan and WWE who build everything around these people who are kind of like getting on in years as well let's be real like people who are over 40 at this point but they're not building anybody up to take the places i think that's probably more true of ww i'm quickly googling how old people are (laughs) oh naito is uh 41 okay yeah they well i mean because that's the thing akad is still in his 30s so akad has got plenty of time left i would say but it's you know you've got naito in his 40s and tanahashi's in his 40s and you know they aren't gonna be around forever so you need to be building the younger lads further down the card to a point where when naito's gone or tanahashi's gone or when akada's gone to fill those boots and you need to make them look even if if they're not in the title picture you need to make them look like fucking stars who will step into that position and nobody's gonna mind it'll feel natural that they've gone into that position do you know what i mean so it's it it just seems very short-sighted of companies to sort of be like well this can i be around forever it's like no definitely won't no they won't though that's the thing it's like you could go, oh well, Akada will be at New Japan forever, and it's like, yeah, but will he though? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, just don't no. know. But also, you mentioned uh, Jack Perry just then, but there's also been Jack mm. Perry news this week, which feels at this point like yes. it was a thousand years ago. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> loads of stuffs happened this week. Fucking but out. at Battle in the Valley last weekend, a wild Jack Perry appeared and attacked Shota and ripped up his AEW contract. So I guess we are taking it that he will be uh, hanging out at New Japan for a bit. I I live for the drama. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love this. I love this already because like I think everybody was, um, I think for a while when we were all debating on who the devil was going to be, it was like seems to be split down the middle mm. between Cole and Jack Perry. 
and I kind of love that this is the way they've brought him back. Yeah. Like to to wrestling on the telly and what have you, because I it was it's completely unexpected. Yeah. Like I because I was totally just expecting him to emerge at some point on AEW, but turning up at New Japan and tearing up his contract and shit, brilliant, nice one. <laughs> like. I think it'll do him the world of good mm. doing matches in New Japan and getting in his reps and whatever in New Japan. I think that'll do wonders for him. And I think maybe he can work on his character while he's there as well, yeah. like figure out what he's going to do. I mean, he put on an armband that said scapegoat, <laughs> which I just thought was brilliant. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it's all going. I I don't know. Maybe if Mox faxes into this somehow because well, yeah, he, he attacked Shota. Yeah. That's his son, his, you awful man. <laughs> On the one hand, it's really, really fun that there is all this kind of crossover and wrestlers could pop up in different promotions and stories can take place across different different venues and things. But on the other hand, I'm like... I don't, how much time do you think I have to watch all these things? I want to watch all these things. I can't watch. It all is the very things. yeah. There's a lot of wrestling so to keep up wrestling. with now. It's <laughs> just more and more. Didn't um wasn't Akada at TNA recently as well? Yeah, and Osprey as well. Um, they they were there for the Hard to Kill pay per view. I've fallen out of watching uh, TNA a little bit recently, so um. I need to maybe peek in and see what's going on over there. But it was like I said last week, like I'm, I'm, hmm, yes. I'm squinting at them a little bit because I'm like, where is all this money coming well, from and what are you up to? But if they have suddenly got lots of money, do we think Akada could go to TNA? Is that crazy? I mean, I think he's made his peace with TNA. I don't know if he trusts them that much. Put a full stop on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Also, I'm not entirely sure they would offer him anywhere near what (laughs) he was being offered. Hey, I think we should uh, get him in GC Dub and he can... He can join. Uh, <laughs> he, can, he can join Thrussy and he can, oh. or he can join MDK. <laughs> oh, you know what Death though? Death Just, just a one-off. Just <laughs> even if it's just a one, a card at fucking Bloodsport. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I want that. I want that to happen. I I would be well chuffed if that happens. Like. You never know. <laughs> things could things could happen. Things could happen. I really hope that that does happen. I've I've fantasy booked myself into a hole now. I'm just like you really have. But anything oh. we don't know. Anything can happen. This is this this is wrestling, and this week in particular, miracles can happen. Yeah, I mean, Ibushi signed up with Bloodsport last year, so you never know. You never you know. Never know. Uh, before we finish with our news section, we also have. Your guy, Black Tarus, has been announced as signed to AEW. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. The only thing is he's not allowed to be called Black Tarus anymore uh, because that is a AAA copyright, unfortunately. Oh, dear. So I don't know how they're going to... But somebody posted, like, a picture, not completely, like, unmasked, but, like, like with a smiley face mm. over, like, half of his face before I'm thinking, take the mask off. Right? I was like, I was like, going, I know we can only see part of your face, but that is a very beautiful mouth. Unless you you have got some serious, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, 
strange eye situation going on. Like that's gonna be that's yeah. That's Unless he's got like man. permanent pink eye, that is a pretty man right well, there. Take that fucking mask scary off. Scary contacts. So. <laughs> I so yeah. I mean, yeah. If 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 they can't do the the Tarus gimmick at all, then like take the mask off. <laughs> Nobody had mind. Nobody had mind. We've already got a bull in AEW. <laughs> this is the other thing as well, isn't it? Because we've got we've got um, El Toro Blanco. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with him, but I'm just really excited that he's signed because he's so fucking good. Oh, I sort of wish that we didn't know now that he couldn't keep that gimmick because we could have done like a hair versus mask i know we asked for this yes last week or someone different but like there could have been a uh i don't know title versus mask hair versus mask something situation hair versus mustache taken his mask off and been a beautiful man underneath yeah yeah oh maybe i mean there is still well you could still do it but it wouldn't be as much of a surprise (laughs) yeah yeah you'd be like oh yeah we know you can't keep that gimmick yeah yeah um but yeah I, I still want a hair versus moustache match. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah, it, if if it was ever, like, Hangman versus Dax, like, Hangman has to win. Because yes. he can't lose his hair or oh his moustache. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not allowed. No shaven-headed Hangman, please. I mean, he's a very beautiful man, so I'm sure... He could pull it he off. Would pull it he off, could pull it off, yeah. I am slightly going into a spiral of panic <laughs> oh no let's get out of it no, let's talk no. about something else quick okay uh let's talk let's about my birthday present swiftly. from tony yay <laughs> yes birthday present for you i honestly i you will never convince me <laughs> this is not tony khan tony khan listens to our podcast and tony khan loves <laughs> us and tony khan heard me saying that it was my 40th birthday on Thursday and he said let's give her something really nice to wake up to on her birthday so uh so yeah so I woke up on Thursday morning and I had a big stack of birthday cards that I was opening while I put dynamite on the tv in front of me as I do every Thursday morning (laughs) (laughs) and so I wasn't looking at my phone because I was well I was looking at my whatsapp because I was getting messages but I was wasn't looking at twitter and as a result (laughs) when I got to like the point where Orange Cassidy's music hit, and I was just like, "Wait, wait, what's happening? Wait, because like, yeah, like sort of, I'd only just woken up, so my little brain was going, "Oh, I know this music. Oh, this is Orange Cassidy's music. I didn't know there was an Orange Cassidy match." And then I was like, "Oh, amazing! Surprise Orange Cassidy match for me!" And then sort of looked at the TV and was like, "Hang on, but why is it the Best Friends graphics with Orange Cassidy's music?" And then. <laughs> And then Orange Cassidy walked out, and then Trent walked out, and then Chuck Taylor walked out. And Yay! Like, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing, because they put out, before the show, they put out, like, a, a card graphic with, like, Trent and OC, and then little Chuck behind her, and I was like, I hope Sarah hasn't seen this. I hope I it's not. a surprise when she watches the show. I mean, I probably would have cried when I saw that card. <laughs> But I didn't see it. It was was 100%. Like, oh, it's so rare because I'm so bad at not looking at my phone. So, like, Jack Perry showing up at Battle in the Valley, I immediately had spoiled because I opened Twitter and that was, like, the first thing I saw. But this was completely completely <laughs> unexpected joy and and then uh, as an extra bonus treat the other team was 
Penta and Commander and Ray Phoenix at ringside. Yay! And I love Ray Phoenix and we haven't seen him for so long. And it was no. so nice to see his little face. Oh. Yes, it was lovely to see the <laughs> pair of them. Um, it, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Chuck had his boot off, at least, so that he was something. He did, but they said... Well, someone said on commentary that he had a broken foot, and then I saw a uh, social media um, clip with Renee, and he said his ankle is all jammed up, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> so, but, he's, but they also said like it's worse than they thought, and he's still not cleared, and I guess we don't know when he will be. Oh, chucky. So that's really sad. That I'm, is sad. Poor baby. But it was very nice of him to drag himself off his sofa and come and be on TV so I could see his beautiful face on my bed. As a little treat. A little <laughs> treat for Sarah's birthday. Yeah. See, this this is what we keep saying. We've got a bat phone to Tony Khan. See. This is... <laughs> yeah, so I should be thanking you because obviously you made, made the request for Tony Khan. Yeah, see, super, him up super secret said, special bat phone. Yeah, you had to call up Tony Khan and say, Can, you, you have to, I know, I know he says he can't walk, but he has to. <laughs> But please, though, please. Give him in a wheelchair if you have to. He did walk. He was fine. He was, he was all good, and he had a big scruffy beard. And... He did, as all injured wrestlers always do. It's very funny. Like when they're <laughs> off injured, they somehow they just don't like shave. they just don't bother shaving. Which I mean, I understand that. Is it, that's like fair enough, but it's like, but you are going to be on TV. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, yeah, nah, fuck it. We're just going to turn up looking oh, like in nice, mountain, though. man. He, yeah, because my partner was like, well, he could have dressed up. And he was wearing a... <laughs> no, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. No. That's not what he does. But he was wearing like a tracksuit and he had the blood-stained uh, best friend's death matchy uh, Oh, yes, yes. And his little chainsaw guy on the front. And it was very, very cute. Yeah, that <laughs> that's all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in the um, in the backstage interview with Renee, they were saying like, "Oh, this match was scheduled to be best friends versus Lucha Brothers, but obviously in in both cases, one half of the team is still injured." Oh, so Phoenix is still injured as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he was oh. only he, he was only wearing his mask and like normal clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird. Uh, that's more weird to me. But yeah, like I was like, when did you promise us best friends versus Lucha Brothers? Did you ever tell us that that's what we were? Getting? I don't think that was ever. No. <laughs> like you don't have to apologise for why that's not happening because you never told us it was happening. No, it's like if we don't get told it's happening, then we can't be disappointed, can we? But it's like sorry to disappoint you that the thing that you didn't know, didn't, know didn't happen didn't <laughs> happen to be fair the ultimate ultimate serotonin uh is is all of best well I, chris wasn't there but uh at least uh orange chuck and trent together so that was a delight and apparently this is the first time that orange cassidy and trent have tagged together just as a tag team rather than a trio or any other configuration that's crazy isn't it i could have sworn they had at well, some i think point, it's just trios no. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trios and then like OC and um, Chuck together most of the yeah. time, I guess. So yeah. I hadn't even realised that that had never happened. But yeah, it was lovely. It, it was, was lovely, lovely that we both teaming up. It was a really good match. Um, And, and also, yeah, Cracking. I was thinking like, if Tony Khan did want to book me a birthday match, like this is, this is probably the dream. 
I think so. Yeah, I think if 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 I was gonna book a match <laughs> specifically for you, <laughs> this is because I love Commander, and he was wearing his most beautiful rainbow gear, the sort of iridescent, shiny mask. Ah, uh, and I just I love him. He's wonderful. He's so good. Mm. He's he was so good in this match. He's so fast. He's super super speedy in it. I don't. It, every time I watch these, like young lucha lads i'm just like i don't know how they do it i don't no. know how they do any of this i trip over my own feet yes. like or thin air sometimes like and and these people are like fucking floating over the ropes and like right. running along the ropes and things i'm like i would literally fall and break my it's neck like, if i partly, even tried that <laughs> it's partly the like athleticism of it and the fact that obviously i had to be like really good at cardio and stuff but yeah partly it's just that idea of being that in control of your body and how it moves. yeah i i can't relate <laughs> can't, can't relate, relate can't at relate all. at all uncoordinated <laughs> awkward can't do no like I, I can't i can't imagine i don't think i could i don't think any no. number of hours in the gym would make me that have that much control no and it's amazing to watch it's it's incredible it really is like the only thing the only complaint i have about lucha shit is sometimes uh, and it isn't necessarily everybody that does it. It's it's like with the younger, less experienced fellas, I think, maybe more. It's like you can see them setting up for things sometimes. Yes. So it's like you kind of know what's coming. But I think that just comes with time. I mean, because if you look yeah. at like how the Lucha Brothers work or like even the books, to be fair, because they work in a very Lucha style. It's like it. It's a thing that develops over time. So like, I can't even be mad. It's like it's still really impressive either way. Yeah. Like, we love them flippy boys. We love them flippy boys. <laughs> I think Com- Commander might is Commander my favourite flippy boy. He might be. He's a very good flippy boy. Like I love Bandido as well, but we haven't seen him in so long, so mm. I've forgotten. But um, I think Commander because Commander has the speed and the showiness that like Vikingo does. But yeah. without as much of the terror that he's just gonna trip over his own feet that Vikingo sometimes gives me. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Commander's just—he's amazing. He's how old is he? He's a little baby, isn't he? He is. I think he's. Isn't he like twenty-four or something? He's, he's a he's wee baby. Twenty-five. He was twenty-five in December. But yes, that, oh, that, that's the baby. wee baby. Baby. Um, which is probably why he can fly so much. But yeah, like even yeah, you know, even even when I was a teenager, <laughs> I couldn't do any of that. It's just I do when I see him like they do this fluff, like a flip or whatever from like the top rope onto the floor and they land on the feet. Hangman does it as well. Yeah, it's he like, does. If I, if I did that, my knees would just burst into dust. <laughs> oh, God, like, I wouldn't like... have ankles or knees left if I did that one time. No. <laughs> no. But Commander it's insane. did some kind of move where he, like, did something on one side of the ropes, on one side of the, like, turnbuckle, the, the post, and then, like, kind of flipped around and came back through the ropes. He is incredible. I, I adore him. So good. Orange Cassidy and Panta are always really fun to watch together as well, I think. Yeah. They both do a similar amount of silly shenanigans fucking so about yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> fucking about a lot of like the zero miedo um hand gesture and hands yeah. in pocket stuff like just lots of taunting going on yeah yeah they could like, lean in on that taunt button 
like yes. you know when, yes. you, when you're playing um like the old wrestling games and it's like you accidentally press the taunt button instead of doing like a move that is <laughs> that is penta it. and cassidy i honestly i will never get sick of penta doing all that stuff and then like the camera kind of doing a close-up on orange cassidy's like annoyed face it's yeah it's it's poetry i love it funny I can I, the, is it me or has the camera work gotten a lot tighter lately? Yeah, my partner was saying that. He's like, I feel like there's a lot of camera angles that we didn't used to have. <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure what exactly has Can't changed. Can't what but... it is, but there's. I think maybe, maybe the maybe they've got more cameras than they did. Maybe before, so yeah, like more options. I don't know. I wonder if there's something going on. But like, they love that shot of. Um, like one wrestler's hand and then like their opponent in the background like you get to mm. see that one a lot i think they did it in the women's match on this episode yeah it's always a good shot though <laughs> that's the thing it is i can see why they lean on it's it because nice. it is a really nice shot and then there's that one where the ca- where the wrestler is like leaning on the ring post and the camera's like looking up at them that's quite nice yeah yeah, they do use that one quite a bit i don't know what they see this is the thing i i don't know what's changed but there is it's a lot tighter the camera work mm. and they haven't been um like missing stuff as much as they used to touch wood. which is <laughs> yeah well yeah touch wood but i mean that's the kind of thing that we were sort yeah. of i haven't had any any had issues on that with. front for a while no, no no so yeah love that keep that up good <laughs> shit <that>. uh, <laughs> this match yeah this match is so nice i stole this from my lovely pal ava foxfoot on twitter she said Penta and Cassidy just like flowing like hyper aggressive liquid around each other and Trent coming in like a beautiful sledgehammer as needed. And I was like, oh, I love this. This is a beautiful description. It is. It's that's a lovely sentence. That is, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, what? Poetic. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and accurate as well. I have watched the match multiple times. I watched it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my partner came in and was like, what are you doing? I was like, I have to I have to record a podcast. I need to watch it again because the first time I just basically was just on Chuck Watch. Like, where is he? <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, so yes, for for science reasons. Yeah, <laughs> science reasons. Yeah. Scientific <laughs> podcast. A very scientific podcast that we do. Yeah. <laughs> in one breath, I'm like, I don't have time to watch any more wrestling. And on the other, I'm like, oh, I did watch this match three times. So. Um... Yeah, I need to re-watch this thing that gives me infinite amounts of serotonin and dopamine. Look, yeah. I, I, was saying, I was saying this on Twitter. Re- the half hour long FTR matches at the main event of every episode of Collision at the moment. Where mm. I've just started switching them off because... I'm gonna. I just don't enjoy it, and I'm actually. It makes me like watching wrestling less to watch the stuff that I don't like. So I'm like, yeah, it's not. If this isn't actually my job, guys, I don't have to do it if I don't want it. I can no, just watch no, the bits you I don't. like. It's fine. I watched it for Danny, pretty much. Yeah, I watched it for Danny Garcia. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't know if it's FDR and House of Black. I really yeah. like Brody. This is the thing, but. I just, FTR, just, I just, my brain just tunes out yes. and I can't, like, I can't make it tune back no. in again. <laughs> if there's any, any more bloody configurations of, yeah, FTR versus House of Black. Yeah, in the main, like, or trios, half hour or, fucking main event as well. Like, yeah, no. not every main event for Collision needs to be half an hour. 
Like it, it when it needs it, absolutely give it half an hour. This did not need half an hour. <laughs> like it just, yeah, just the entire sort of last half hour of the episode was a bit meh for me. Enjoyed it up until that point though. Yeah. In terms of timing though, does it feel like something like this episode of Dynamite in particular to me felt like there was just a little bit more breathing room at the ends of matches. So like, for Mm. example, this one uh, had a lovely finish with OC kind of orange punching. uh, I think, did he, was it Panto or Commander? No, Commander. And then Trent kind of came in and got the pin on him and it was lovely. But I was, was, and also I was really happy about that because I am very much behind this push for Trent at the moment. And I I thought it was a nice choice for him to get the win and not Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy doesn't need it. But then at the end of that, there was, they were sort of like just hanging around for a bit and then they like did a set up for a big hug and it was just like, oh, this, we've, we're not sort of rushing on to the next thing. We've just got a second. No. And then, and then, and then. And then. And then the Undisputed Kingdom <laughs> came out. And we didn't get the hug. So no. we've got beef now, Roddy, if we didn't have beef before, which we did. But um... I always get mad when somebody interrupts the hug. I don't know why. Yeah. There's something that just it, inside my brain goes, no, no, this is an outrage. How yeah, dare you? Because you're... you're, you're... <laughs> anticipating the joy and then they take it away from you so mean but i I did like this little face-off between roddy and orange cassidy (laughs) especially where like oc tried to take the mic and he was like no (laughs) no this is my microphone you shut up (laughs) and then the crowd chanted shut the fuck up for so long and then he was like it's okay i've got this but then roddy continued to hold the microphone so he just had to like (laughs) lean in oh so good (laughs) <laughs> it was very very silly i i kind of i'm kind of excited for the, the not necessarily the match will be brilliant i'm sure i almost feel like i can predict what the ending's gonna be but at the same time i think the build to this match is gonna be really good and i enjoy the fact that for a change there is a good still a month and a bit to go yeah um and we can sort of see the card on the horizon already yeah for a lot of the matches for evolution which we'll probably cover um as we go on but it's yeah i like that and because i like that we can see what matches are probably coming uh, mm. barring any disasters or whatever or change plans but we can also like have enough time to build to it like a good story to build going forward like towards revolution i love that it's like not just in the shows but like there is breathing room in terms of the build to the event as well it's just nice to have that anticipation building isn't it yeah yeah it is and i think that's what's kind of been missing Mm. from like the the sort of pay-per-views from probably all in well, because they've been banging him out once a month. There's been no time. Yeah, they, they've been doing yeah. him once a month. And I would really question the wiseness, maybe, of forcing too many pay-per-views into a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, you know, Revolution is going to be brilliant because we've got the anticipation of what's yeah, coming. And so. because we can see, you know, we're watching the build happening with plenty of time in advance. And you can't do that. If you're putting on pay-per-views every month, you barely have time to get excited about it. Well, yes, it feels like we were like looking at the card like two days in advance and going, oh, right, we're doing that. Yeah, this is what's happening. Oh, logically, this is going to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, you know, it's pretty much the card doesn't get fully confirmed until the Wednesday before or the Saturday before even yeah. in some cases. So it's I, I yeah, I just question how smart that is like if they are going to insist on having more and more pay-per-views in a year because like when WWE did it, they went from like four pay-per-views a year or five pay-per-views a year and then it went up and then it went up again and then it was like 12 like once a month and it's like you can't build to anything like there's just it's all very quick and i don't think you have the time to tell the stories that you want to be telling um not in not in AEW anyway because they they tend to be a bit more sort of maybe in depth than than the sort of storylines that they run in wwe i i just don't think a month is you know go, or three weeks even like to build to a pay-per-view i don't think it's enough and i mean like there was a week wasn't there between all in and all out i was just out. thinking that I, yeah it was so fucking fast was and it was i loved all out it was a brilliant pay-per-view but that being said it would have benefited a lot more from being further away from all in. Yeah, like, it's not the it's month not the way after. I, it. I think, I think four pay per views a year is probably enough. Like six, absolute maximum. But yeah. I, I think max out at six for sure. Yeah, give it at least two months in between. Two months to build between each one. Like, and the thing is though, I don't even think it's going to change this year. I think it's still going to be all in and then all out the week after. But. Ugh. Yep. All all out suffered for it, yeah. I think. Not in terms of the match quality. The match quality was brilliant. It was a great pay-per-view. But there was a week to build to anything. And on top of that, I think it like hurt it in terms of like pay-per-view buys as well. Like yeah. they sold less because people were like, Well, I'm not gonna pay for this one and then pay and the for other another one. Yeah, one. No. In America as well, because they charge like fifty dollars. Yeah, that's like, insane. Like, how does anyone afford crazy to watch amount of money. that many in that case? Yeah, yeah. I think unless you're going to move to a model like Peacock, where it's like, you know, you pay monthly and you get everything for free, then then don't don't move to monthly pay per views and and really reconsider putting two on in a week. Like that's yeah, absolutely insane to me. So that is absolute silliness. Yeah, I know. I know. Tony's got his thing about all tradition for like <laughs> you know all out happening in Chicago in the week that it happens, but I just I but question then, whether that's the move to be honest. No, especially because like well then why have you put all out uh, all in so close to it? Yeah, silly. Yeah, silly. it doesn't make any sense. Like make all in a month earlier or yeah. all out a month later. Don't leave it like a week between the thing because no. it. In terms of, like, just even just the storytelling side of it, we know the matches are going to slap. They always do. But in terms of storytelling, that's not nearly enough time. A week isn't nearly it's enough time. not. Should we talk about how lovely it's been to be an elite girly this week? <laughs> oh, oh, it's been so good. It's been, it's been so, so good. long since we've had this amount of treats. I don't know how to. We can we can barely it. move for all the treats. <laughs> we... <laughs> I know to the point where I'm like, I feel like I'm just going to race through some of these things that normally we would spend ten minutes talking about. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hangman and his glorious face had an absolute banger of a match against JD Drake on Collision. Yes, but that was like a week ago. So... <laughs> it was crazy. 
finally hangman is on collision yeah oh yeah on commentary they kept being like and this is the first time hangman has ever been on collision and you're like talk yeah, about why why it's weird isn't it it's weird i wonder why he's weird that yeah i wonder why that's never happened before um but yeah that was fantastic i love jd drake so i was delighted with this match and that's anyone whinging lad. about it on twitter can fuck off <laughs> That's just a blanket disclaimer, right? Anything in this section, anyone whinging about it on Twitter, go away. Fuck just off. Leave. Just leave. Yeah. Get out. Get out. <laughs> not, not welcome here. No. And then, right after the best friends tag match, to be fair, I could have done with a breather, Tony. It was a bit much. <laughs> uh, but Hangman had his wheel here from section immediately after that tag match. Wait, so... Uh, earlier in the show, Swerve and his excessive goth eyeshadow had had a backstage. A <laughs> really, it's, it's it is insane. Uh, he had had a little chat with Renee, uh, in, during which he had said some increasingly deranged things, including he was talking about uh, listing off people that Hangman had beaten in a fight, and then he said something like, "If God himself like." opened up the heavens and challenged everybody on earth i think he'd stand a chance (laughs) that's a fucking insane thing to say uh (laughs) it's a lovely thing to say (laughs) i think as well to hype up hangman it's lovely in his weird deranged kind of way (laughs) what is going on with you swerve are you okay are you okay but then he said (laughs) but then he said but he can't beat me i've beaten him twice uh, so why would I fight him again? I've beaten him twice. I don't need to prove anything. And man's got a point. I mean, this is... See, this is the thing, though. I'm glad he brought that up because that was my whole thing with the Texas Death Match. I was like, I want Hangman to win this so they can do a rubber match because mm. that is traditionally the way things go. Mm. Um, we have a best of three kind of situation. And I was like... If Hangman doesn't win this, then what reason does Swerve have to have a match with him? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to find a reason. But I think they will find a reason because Yeah, this is the thing. I think they will <laughs> definitely find a reason, but it's like I yeah, that was kinda why I sort of thought Hangman should win it. But I I'm glad that they're going back to it. Like Yeah. Even these, yes. despite that, and they're kind of booking the rules a little well, bit, and I appreciate that. these two currently just have a complete psychosexual obsession with one another, so we they are really going to go back do. there. We do. Like... Like, we can't <laughs> not go back there. I sort of like that they're not doing it. Like, obviously there are tropes in wrestling, and that's totally mm. fine. I, I'm sort of into the fact that it's not just, well, he won one and I won one, so we have to have another one. Like, they're going to have to find a different way to do it. And yeah, that, I appreciate that. that. It's sort of fun, like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to do something else. What, well, this is do? the thing. This is why I'm kind of glad that they brought it up in storyline, like, yeah. because that was my sort of thing. It was like, well, how are they going to justify it? And But they have brought it up. So they are going to justify it somehow. And I love that. That's great. Yeah. Did yeah. you see, did you see, just to continue the swerve is a vampire law, did you see his grills had little fangs on? Oh, I did not. I need to go back and watch that again. <laughs> My friend sent me a screen grab of his little fangy grills. And um, so they're just unhinged at this point, which is great. I love that. That is great. Also, what is wrong with me that my response to a grown adult man wearing fangs was, oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah, lovely, isn't it? Oh, I swear. Bless him. I, do... I, I 
I, well, I'm, I don't want to get back on the whole discourse thing, but you know, I, I, these people are fictional characters to me. I can find them adorable. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so Hangman and his moustache had an interview with Renee where he reiterated the idea that he is coming for the world title. He doesn't care if it's going to be Samoa Joe or Hook. He's going to get it and he's going to keep it. I love that. Love that for him. Yeah. Do we, do we think he will? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't fun. know. I see. This is the thing. It seems to me at the minute like it's a race between Hangman and Swerve. Yeah. I don't know whether I would put it on Swerve first, potentially, uh, because he's heel, and I think it works. Sort of maybe, and then have Hangman, Hangman beat him for it somewhere down the line potentially well because there's your reason for a third match is because one of them's got the world title belt Mm. exactly (sighs) yeah but i think maybe give swerve that win first well maybe let joe have it for a little while but yeah obviously yeah let let joe have it for a bit but i think maybe go from because because swerve would be such a good i love it when there's a, a villain as the mm-hmm. champ and i think swerve is perfect for that and hangman thrives i think when there's the chase like he did like leading up to the match with kenny so it could be i think maybe potentially that swerve wins it becomes like a super villain like make him look fucking immortal or something like you know what i mean like make him look completely fucking untouchable and then build hangman back up to yes. that with that chase and uh, yeah you know... a full like david and goliath moment yeah. where swerve is on seemingly unstoppable and hangers like this baby face champion but obviously tormented and stands no chance but he's gonna do it anyway oh yeah yeah i, th- I think that is a better way around to do it than but like have i don't mind i don't mind if they want to make us wait for it i'd rather they did make not us at wait all for no it. once you get to the end of the story the story's over like let's have it yeah yeah i i think that's the thing i, I think this story is too good to burn out in the space of a couple of months like yeah. let it stretch it out eke it out as far as you can um so that there's you know that big rivalry there that runs through like months or maybe even years well i mean mjf had the title for over a year i don't think mm. they necessarily need joe to have it for over a year but you know give him a, a yeah a that's the while. thing I, this is what i'm like saying like it needs to joe needs a run first so you know, whether that that's going to be at least a few months, I would imagine. We need to see Joe's little committee, title shot committee, come into yeah. play. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, we need that. We need. I want to know who the committee is, or if it's just Joe on his own looking at people's CVs going, nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that. don't burn out that entire fucking storyline in, in a couple of months. Like, eke it out. There's a lot to, you know what I mean? There's a lot they can do with it, so... Yeah. You know, make it run on as long as possible. Make it that rivalry. Do you know what I mean? Like the rivalry that runs through the company for a very long period of time and they keep coming back to it every so often. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't all need to happen right now. I know everyone wants instant gratification uh, these days, but no, it's if something's worth telling, I think it's worth telling over a long period of time. Yeah, definitely. Make, make them earn it. Uh, yeah, so we stick a pin in Joe and Hook. We will come back to that. 
But the Young Bucks also had a We'll Hear From segment on this show, which was a sit-down interview with Renee rather than a standing up backstage. Um, <laughs> just, this, this fucking... I love this. I love every so second of this. It was so good. glorious. Um, it opened with Nick demanding that they be called Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, their, <laughs> their quote-unquote God-given names, uh, because they're going to take their EVP status more seriously and everyone should show them some respect. Yeah, and and some people are terribly angry about that, even though that's, like, what they said they wanted them to do. Oh, that's so funny. Like, for literally so long, people have been like, oh, they're EVPs and they're dicking around. <laughs> it's like, well, they're like, well, yeah. we are EVPs, so we're going to take it seriously. So, yeah, we're going to take it seriously now. And they're still not happy. So, you know. I love these two. I love them. They, they're just naughty boys. Um so they went on to talk about they know what the rumours are and what people are saying about them but how how far would you go to protect your baby when your baby is AW um, <laughs> and and I could just see what was going to happen on the internet and they can as well like they are they know they know exactly what, what they're saying, doing playing into it and raising the stakes and I love it and I love it so much it's beautiful the quote that I think that I grabbed was uh matthew jackson saying when we started aw there in the beginning you weren't there so you wouldn't know but we used to say change the world we were disruptors we were changing the world and somewhere along the way we lost our way it's like the culture shifted and toxicity crept into the locker room it was just different i think i know why i think it's because we started to lean on yesterday's self-serving cancerous superstars i i I died. How many? How many? <laughs> how many holes do you think CM Punk punched in his walls? <laughs> He's got so many holes in his drywall right now. Um, it's it's so funny. I see. I just love that they know exactly how the usual suspects are going to react mm-hmm. to this, and that's exactly why they're doing it because it's fucking funny it is it's genuinely fucking hilarious on twitter already the discourse from the the same old fucking people is already what it was expected to be Mm -hmm. it's the fact that these people are so fucking predictable that they play right into it every time and it's just so funny to me that it's like you know you 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 could just you know ignore it and (laughs) It's like the Bucks are literally poking them with a stick and they're just reacting. They're just reacting exactly the way that everybody assumed that they would. But, but, which yeah, is it's just so <laughs> funny. If you're that angry with them, why not not do the thing they want you to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's really funny to me that these people don't realise that they're being played like a fiddle. Being worked. So working funny. themselves into a shoot or whatever. I don't understand what that phrase means. But, um... <laughs> but the thing is, though, the other thing is, is like they just seem to conveniently decide when they do and don't understand kayfabe. Like the the reaction to the young books is like, oh well, this is what we've been saying about them all along, and it's like, yeah, they know that, and that's why they're playing up to it in kayfabe. all of a sudden now you don't understand what kayfabe is really come on like you you were just gonna have a tantrum whatever whatever they did Mm -hmm. whatever matt and nick did 
whatever they said, whatever whatever they did on the TV, you were going to get mad about it. Either way, whatever they said, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if they were doing this, like, we're going to be EVPs and we're dead serious now business. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Or if they just came back as the Young Bucks, like they normally do, with the tassels and all that <laughs> shit. But either way, these same people were going to get mad about it. Yeah. So you might as well make them as mad as humanly possible. And I, I live for that. They're messy bitches who live I for drama. I love them. <laughs> but also, this this just worked perfectly. Like, if you are not a terminally online person and you're just watching your show, and how lovely that must be. Uh, like, <laughs> this, this was just this was just a this was just your standard like shit talking sting because they're gonna fight him at Revolution. That's yeah, what you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it, they're basically build into the match and they're giving the reasons for the match. And and be you know doing what you're supposed to do yeah. in wrestling, doing which is like just set out a storyline to build to a match, which is you know they're doing everything right, and it just it, it boils people's piss, and it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love them. Uh, I wish. I hope that when they talked about how they're going to get rid of um, Sting and all the other people like him, these old superstars that we don't need around. I hope they are included. And Ric Flair and that, please get rid of him. Thank you. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. That'd be lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, boys. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. But um, did you see um, Andy? Andy, whose surname? Nemity. Andy Nemity. Uh, his uh, tweet about like they need to talk about it. Like they're just. It's a HR meeting and yes. it's time to let Sting go. It's time <laughs> they to, need a to whole retire new, him. They need, to, they, need, they need a whole new move set and they need, uh, or just names for the moves that are all like, oh, I don't know what American things are. I was going <laughs> to say like HR related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The B45 or whatever the equivalent is in America. I have no exactly. fucking idea. That would be really funny. Um, yeah. Delightful. 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 I'm so Wonderful shit. happy to have these guys back. Oh, so fucking good. Hangman. Honestly, when I thought my birthday dynamite was just going to have Hangman and the Young Bucks, I was perfectly content. <laughs> mm. And by the way, this is this 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 is my dynamite this week. I, I'm letting everyone yes. else watch it, but it was for me. <laughs> it was for you it was, specifically. It was specifically for me. It was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, I I kind of also want to have have a retirement office retirement party for yes. for Sting and oh like God, you know yes. like a cheapo cheapo cake yes. and like give him a carriage clock. Yes. <laughs> Just oh. be like. Well, you've served as well, old man, on your way. Can I... That would be <laughs> just really fun. condescending really fun. as fuck. It's like the final match is like a death match, but all the props are yeah, like a cake and a clock. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now there's an idea. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, good shit. <laughs> so, uh, so the main event. We, well, there's so much that happened in this episode that we just don't have time so to touch. So um, Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> but the main event was Samoa Joe versus Hook. There has been a lot of very tiresome online shenanigans going on around this match that I've sort of been trying when to ignore. When is there not? When is there when not? When is there not now? It's everything has to be an issue, doesn't it? it? Really for does. whatever reason. Like, like someone had started going on about how Hook... Why does Hook get this title shot? It doesn't make sense. 
And then Tony Khan popped on Twitter. Tony, all right, I've got a suggestion for you, mate. Make a burner. <laughs> Make a burner to talk your shit. Come on. You say that like he hasn't got one. You know he's fucking got one already. Uh, so he tweeted, a double standard. Uh, Hook has a 28 to 1 career record on a winning streak, calls out the champ. A logical challenge sparks online outrage. Uh, Jinder has literally lost every single match he's been in for the past year, immediately gets title shot. Where is the rage? Hashtag AEW Dynamite tomorrow on TBS. I mean, you can you can complain about TK and his Twittering. I don't. I think he can do what he wants, but I just think exactly, I just get it. Me I, too. I'm just the reason the reason why I want him to have a burner and not tweet it as Tony Khan is not because I don't think he should. It's just I'm really bored of the whole like, oh he embarrasses the company. Like, Whatever, shut up, fuck off. It, yeah, but the thing is he <laughs> he doesn't. He's just I think no. he's just passionate about... It's just, he's totally fine. I just... And he's yeah. right. That's the nine yeah. <laughs> times out of ten. I mean, there was, there's was been some times where he, he has been wrong. But it's recently, at least, he hasn't been wrong. It's like, where is the lie? There, there, there is no lies to be found. Like, if, if you're going off the win-loss record, of course Hook should be up there. Yeah. Uh, You know, like, in, in the wings for a title shot. 28 and 1. Of course he should. Um... I don't know anything about the WWE guy that the comparison's being drawn with. I'm not even sure. He's barely been... I mean, from what I know, he's barely been on TV. Like, he's barely been on TV for months and months and months. And then he just appears and challenges Seth for a a title shot, which is like... Yeah, it is. It is. He is right. There is a double standard. But then this turned into everybody gassing up Jinder Mahal uh, and Seth Rollins, and apparently the match wasn't very good. Didn't Seth Rollins get injured as well in this match? He did. Yeah, yeah, he did, which was very unfortunate. But yeah, the the match, as it turned out, wasn't wasn't particularly great anyone. And it it was sort of like it had Twitter going into a frenzy, like, oh, yes, Jinder Mahal should win everything. And it's like, I, um, I don't think you thought about this beyond, oh, yeah, this is better than what the other company are doing. Like, Absolutely. And, and, you know, now we've seen the match. No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 have, I have some thoughts about this on both sides. One is uh, Tony should absolutely just keep tweeting shit about, like, guys on the wwe roster that haven't been on tv for ages and then just like they'll get more work <laughs> like oh who's I, I don't know i don't know who they've got but if he was tweeting, like, <laughs> tweet some shit about someone then all the wwe uh stan accounts will start being like no they're amazing and then they'll get put on tv and they'll get a paycheck that'd be nice yeah yeah and the other thing is i also think as a consequence of this the build to the Joe versus Hook match was far better than it might otherwise have been. Yeah, yeah, fair. Because yeah. I think they put a bit of extra effort in. They did, they did. And and I think, that obviously, there wasn't much time to build to the match, but the build that they did do was cracking. Really good. Like let's have let's have more rivalry if we're gonna get good stuff from both from well I say both sides I don't know I don't watch WWE but you know what I mean like if it's gonna make AEW better then let's do it yeah and I think this was because um, I think sometimes that they do video packages and they get left on social media and mm-hmm. they're kind of really good and they should be on the TV but I think in this case because they only had a week to build to this match. I thought what they did with social media was fantastic. Like mm-hmm. the um, the little vignette that Hook did 
with his when he's outside eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. That was cracking. That was really, really good. And, you know, obviously, like, Hook needs a bit more mic time because he hasn't had a great deal of it. So it was nice to see him cut a promo as well that was, like, of a substantial length as opposed yeah. to just saying the odd word every now and again. So, yeah, it was... it The way they use social media to build to this match in the absence of having a TV show in the meantime, like only having a week to build to it. And I think they did show a little bit of build to it on, on Collision, but not a whole lot. So, yeah, I think they use social media very well to build to this match. Yeah. And also, like, I just think this match worked really well because initially I was kind of like, after the episode that we'd had, I was a bit like, oh, I'm tired now. <laughs> I'm worn out. And I didn't really have many feelings about it because I was like, I hook someone that I just don't feel particularly invested in i was just like he's there he's fine it's just yeah. like you say doesn't talk very much a lot of his matches have just kind of been squashes and mm. i feel like his alignment isn't always like it's not very clear who he is or what he wants a lot of the time because he was in team taz that was slightly before i was really paying attention to anything yeah but like they're they were a heel faction right so mm-hmm. he was a heel nominally but now recently he's been kind of tagging with uh orange cassidy who's a face and with dan Housen, who's something <laughs> yeah it, well when he was in um team taz he kind of got over despite being healed like he was getting cheered loads so it was the baby face turn kind of started a bit early with hook I yeah. think. But like he hasn't really done anything to be like, oh yes, this man is a babyface or this man is a heel. Like No, no, no. It's kinda just not really It's just who he's been put with. Like when he yeah, he was put with Team Taz, so he was a heel then, and then was put with Best Friends and, and Dan Housen, so then he's a face. So there wasn't really a specific point where he turned. It was just who he ended up getting put with. I think it was when it well, to be fair, I think it was when he made friends with Dan Housen. That was the official face turn for Hook. I can't remember. I don't know if that was when you'd started watching. It might be a little bit before that, thinking about it. Yeah, I think... So I have seen Hook and Danhausen team, I think. But I think it might have been during the time when I wasn't really... When it was, like, on while I was eating my breakfast and I paid no attention. I think that was, like, the official turn was when he teamed up with Danhausen. But, yeah, so I think this match was actually really, really good for setting out his character much, like, really well. Yeah, they did. The the storytelling they did in this match was fucking impeccable. It was so good. Like, considering it was a match that had no build, I, I, I can't listen to people who think that, the only storytelling that's done is in a video package or in a promo or it's like the whole point of wrestling is the storytelling <laughs> in the ring. It's physical storytelling, you fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you know, but then, you know, these sort of takes come from people who, who like want to watch the promos and stuff more than they want to watch I mean, the wrestling. I mean, I do like, pro- I, like every- I like, I like promos when they're good. I like in-ring storytelling when it's good. And, yeah. you know, you do get, like, for example, the Top Flight uh, versus Private Party match. I was like, this is fine, but it's, it's, it's not doing anything. Like, it's fine. It was a, it was a fun match. It was a really fun match, but there wasn't much no. in the way of stories. It was more of a, it's all well 
we're good. It was just let good. the lads show Let's off a little bit. And also, but also it did have that thing that you mentioned with the Lucha style stuff earlier where there were definitely some bits that were a bit um, like clunky. Yeah, yeah, they needed to set up certain Yeah, like didn't things. quite work, but yeah. let's say it's experience. Anyway, bygones. Uh, yeah, this, this, the Hook and Joe thing was, was fucking great. Like, you had Hook as the plucky upstart who's kind of earned his way up to facing this absolute monster. And I think it helped that Taz was on commentary, and so he was doing a mm. lot of, um, like, filling in of character. Like, there was a lot of, like, you know, he's not going to there's no quit in him and kind of that kind of stuff yeah yeah there was a nice bit where it looked like was it the muscle buster where taz was going oh well it's game over but you know he did a good show and then he kicked out and he's like oh no (laughs) i wonder if they didn't tell taz that that he was gonna kick out at one because that sounded like completely fucking genuine that reaction (laughs) it was was amazing yeah if he if he if he knew then taz is the greatest wrestler greatest wrestler greatest (laughs) um actor of all time like that was that was brilliant that was such a good moment like i think sometimes occasionally uh it was ever since forbindor and kenny did it um the kick out at one has been overused slightly since then but i think this was so effective yeah it's great it was so good like i was like proper like on the edge of my seat cheering which is like wrestling doesn't always get that kind of reaction out of me these days like not always but it was so good like i was proper like on the edge of my seat even though you know deep down there's no way Hook was going to win There was no way, but it, they, made no it, way. they made it really, really cool. I just, uh, I, I really enjoyed Joe just being super dominant. And there was that bit where he was just like stomping around the outside of the ring. Because <laughs> he looked like the fucking, the kid who interrupted a dad yeah. when he was getting interviewed yes. on, on the telly, on the news. Well, and the kid just strolls in. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, absolutely. Like for me, it's I was thinking, same like, energy. I'm sure I've seen Athena do a very similar like little stomp. It's a very like I'm a heel. It's and very I'm a stomp. funny. Um, <laughs> it makes me cackle every time somebody does it's it. Great. It's hilarious. I love it. I love it. I love it when wrestling makes me turn off that little bit of my head that goes, "Oh well, obviously so and so's winning this." Yeah. Yeah. Like if you can make me forget that part of my brain for a little bit then you're doing a good job yeah i want to be immersed in it i don't want to be thinking about anything else i don't want to be thinking like oh this is going to progress the story i just want to watch the story yeah i don't i want the the, i can analyze it later in the moment i just want to feel it and i think this was a really good example of that it was it was absolutely just i I, did just the whole thing the way it was built to the storytelling in the ring and it, it was just oh so good it was was so so good good. it's like that's when wrestling is at its absolute best i think is is when you can sort of turn off that marquee little bit of your head that's going oh well obviously samoa joe's gonna win like i didn't care like i was watching it and i was fully invested and i was like you know wanting hook to win even though he's obviously not going to but it's it's always good when you can when you can actually be immersed in in what's going on i think is my when i really love wrestling and and this did it this was you know absolutely perfect for that i just oh so good so good this is part of why the continental classic didn't grab me because i feel like i don't always necessarily care who wins it's about like developing a story and developing characters like in the same way that i've seen um 
oh, I can't remember what match it is. There's a match coming up and somebody was like, oh, I don't know who to root for. Or, or in this feud, I don't know who I'm rooting for. And it's like, well, I like both of these guys, so I'm not rooting for I. I'm rooting for the feud. I want the feud. I want, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want the story. Yeah. I don't actually care who wins, but I'm just, I'm here for that. Yeah, I think I I think I feel a little bit like because someone on Twitter the other day was like saying Hangman or Swerve, and I'm like, it's hard. I love Hangman. I absolutely adore Hangman, and I will probably lean on the side of Hangman. But Swerve is so fucking good. It's like I just want the feud. Yeah, I, I really don't care. Just keep like, putting them both on the TV. <laughs> yeah, whatever the outcome is, I don't give a shit. No. I just want. I want the journey. I think that's the thing. Is the journey is more important. It in, is in, a life lesson for us all. You know, it's like I'm not really like I am sometimes, but like I'm not as invested in who wins as I am of how we get to that point but that's the thing like sometimes who wins is important because it is the climax of a story yeah but because what we're watching is wrestling uh and it's storytelling through matches there are going to be a lot of wins and losses along the way yeah and they aren't the climax of the story they're just a plot beat along the way so Mm. something else could happen in the match that is you know just and i'm not like (laughs) i'm like looking back at going hang on i was in raptures about this uh best friends and lucha brothers match that wasn't really telling much of a story at all except but you were just happy to see you guys <laughs> I was though happy i to think see we... my guys it was telling just the story of eternal friendship <laughs> yeah this is the thing i i think if it's if it's people we just love anyway it was brotherhood like, and friendship it, it's it, we just don't care that much we're just happy to see our guys but guys. when i think because that's the thing. I enjoyed that match. That match was really good. But it's when they got that sort of hook lol, yeah. um, <laughs> with yeah. the story to go along with it. And, and they just did so well of just telling the story in the ring. Yeah. And I love it. I love it so much. More of that, please. Yeah. And then, so at the end of this match, uh, Hook got choked out and Joe won the match. But then Hook came round and was like, no, let's keep going. And then yeah. Hangman's music hit and Hangman came charging down. <laughs> he did, he he did a stompy walk down to the ring as well. Down <laughs> and then Swerve was in the crowd somehow. I d- how did he get there? I was like, suddenly I he was did, there. Because like, he's what? a vampire. He just, a bat came down, That'll landed in the seat and then it turned into Swerve. That's, that's how that happened. <laughs> but it was, um, I think his hook got up twice that was the thing yeah it was the first time he got up and went is that all you got and joe got in the ring and like knocked him down again then joe went to get out of the ring and hook got back up again and then hangman was like oh no he's gonna kill him (laughs) he just marched to the ring like no no not having this but i think it was kind of a fun story beat as well because I think Hangman has been that guy where he doesn't know when he's been beat and he'll like get knocked out and then get back up again. Chumbawamba. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and then get up again um, and not know when to quit. And I think that was a nice little sort of maybe a nod to Hangman being more of a veteran these days than he than he was maybe a couple of years ago like no stay down kid stay down I love that 
It's so, so good. That's so lovely. I I really, really want, even though I don't think it's probably not going to happen, but I would absolutely love next week if they did like Hook and Hangman versus Swerve and Joe. That would be a fun match, but I don't know if I don't I mean, know if that's it doesn't what the have plan to be is. next week. It could be. <laughs> it could be in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, give people a week off and then do it. I. But oh, <laughs> that would be a good well, match. I would enjoy that a lot. Hangman kind of tried to pick Hook up, and he was not having it. He wasn't, was he? He was like, no. But I think maybe that was more him being like, no, no, I want to keep fighting. Ah, uh, maybe. maybe. Then rejecting Hangman because that's a nice segue into our question questions i don't know the tweets <laughs> from people because <laughs> you put out um a, a post saying we're recording today anyone want us to talk about anything and uh emiliana said thoughts on whether hook hanger has a place in our society please and thank you i think yes i, th- I think yes <laughs> okay yeah yeah because uh, yeah they've both got great hair so that's <laughs> enough for me um <laughs> Actually, it probably is how Tony Khan builds tag teams, so that's fine. It's how I build tag teams in my brain. It's like, yes, that hair and that hair together is a good team. Um, (laughs) No, yes, because I want it. I want it really bad. I want Hook Kanga versus Joe and Swerve at some point, please. That'd be nice. Please, Tony Khan. I think you would have to put a little bit more work into that, though, because... While the end of that match potentially sets things up for some partnership between Hanger and Hook, I think Joe and Swerve might need a little bit more manoeuvring. Yes, yeah, that is maybe, 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 maybe inch them two together somehow, maybe over the next week, and then and then, but it it'd be such a good match. It'd be such a good <laughs> match, and I want it. I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I don't know how I can mentally because like. Swerve's been so threatening to Joe so far. I don't know. Yeah, how would... that's how you would logic into that, like them yeah. teaming up. But then we have always had tag teams in in wrestling where can they coexist? It's true. Just get the bingo machine back out and yeah. Stick them and together. I don't think I think is I don't think that is a trope that definitely has been overused mm. in wwe but i they haven't really used it so much in AEW. well because so i think maybe when they did they could when they did the whole tag thing that put better than you baby together yeah like they didn't put weird tag teams oh, together did they? They, they just did, kept putting yeah. like tag teams back together that weren't random at all so i think they wasted that yeah yeah that is true yeah i've forgotten about that yeah because that that whole tournament like it was obviously with the sole purpose of putting better than you baby together yeah um at the time i was like but we've got so many like formed tag teams like who do tag team wrestling like why are we just putting random people together as a team but then we wouldn't have got better than you baby and that was very entertaining for the time it lasted so you the know short, shining moment that we had them yeah yeah uh... tragic <laughs> okay so what other questions do we have? From Kate Fetback, she says, uh, in Mustache Watch 2024, whose moustache would you sacrifice so that the elite can keep theirs uh, if you're having a one-in-one-out ruling? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's difficult, isn't it? Because, like, I, I feel like, I feel like the books need to be obnoxious moustache boys. But then Hangers is so majestic that... I c- 
I can't bring myself to get rid of it. But that's fine. Just just take Dax Harwood off TV forever and problem solved. Uh, well, that makes it a lot easier. Just get rid of Dax. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, it was it one in, one out in the elite? Because they've uh, already broken that rule because there's three of them already. Yeah. Well, but we've been we've been working at a moustache deficit for quite a long time because Mark we Davis have. hasn't been here. I'm just wondering what what is going to happen when like if kenny comes back and joins the books and if if hangman's gonna join him as well and what kind of monstrosity is kenny omega gonna come back with on his face because i've seen kenny with very like villainous mustaches in the past but has he ever done that horrifying like vince mcmahon style thing that they've got no he hasn't done the horrifying vince mcmahon thing no he did a um a, a harley race uh mustache which was like sideburns going into a mustache uh and and that <laughs> that split everyone's opinions um because yeah some people thought it was the funniest thing ever and some people thought it was the worst thing ever um so yeah i don't know whether he's gonna bring that back or uh or if he's gonna do some other ridiculous thing with his face or if he's just gonna be like a a face and not do anything we don't know but see this is the thing though they had a falling out didn't they with the books and kenny before kenny went away because i still feel like maybe the move was gonna be like the books fucking up the title shot for the the golden jets um and then obviously that didn't happen because kenny was poorly so yeah we will never know but it's like i'm not sure what side he's gonna come back on in in an ideal world this is me fantasy booking and probably never getting what i want again (laughs) i would absolutely love them to run back kenny and hangman versus the books like i know i know people want the golden lovers versus the books but obviously ibushi's not well he's having his legs fixed and i think he's having his shoulder fixed now as well i hope so get everything fixed get everything fixed please yeah and we'll see you when we see you but that i can't see that happening anytime in the next 12 months really in the meantime i i would i this is just i just really want kenny and hangman to team up again i just (laughs) they was my favorites and i miss them i think we kind of have to stick to fantasy booking guys who are currently healthy and worry mm-hmm. about that when they come back which means i can't fantasy book anything for chuck taylor no no and I, and I shouldn't be fantasy booking things for kenny but i i would i would just really like them two to team up again and maybe run it back with the books maybe with the books as tag champs potentially so yeah i i that would be fun i hope they do that maybe oh you know what we could do with all this silly fantasy booking that we're doing is is the final question that we had from uh, Spooky Bad Bitch Quinn. Yeah. And said <laughs> we should set up bingo cards that both of us make for wrestling 2024 so we can hang them up and cross them out as things happen. That is yeah. genius. And we should definitely do that. We should I, definitely I can't do, do that. it now live on air. I will have to have a think about it. We are. Yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to have to have a conflap. <laughs> and decide what we're putting on the card you can put you can put well we need to do we need to do individual ones don't we so we do uh so you can have kenny and hangman tag teaming on your one and i can have best friends winning the tag team belts on mine (laughs) i feel like we're never gonna get a full house on this card a line you know that's only one we might thing. get a line yeah, we might get a line fine. i think maybe um 
I think maybe a full house is ambitious, but um, no, that's genius. Yeah. though. we've got yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll uh, we will we'll do think that. About that and uh, make something in Canva and put them on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we are bad girlies, bad representatives of women's wrestling because we haven't talked about the Diana Barazzo versus Anna J match, which was great. It was a fun match. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad to see Diana doing things in front of a a bigger audience it's i'm really chuffed for her so yeah i'm i'm excited for her and tony whenever that happens revolution i'm assuming yeah presumably tony storm on commentary continues to be one of my favorite things in wrestling it's what it's it's so good what what was the thing she said um she said i meant to go back and check this she said something like she's talking about anna jay and she said She's got a fat ass and a bad attitude, and so did Orson Welles. <laughs> and I was crying, like, I love you so much. I love you so much, oh, Danny Storm. She's I so don't, good. I don't know, like, if she has scripted bits or if she. I mean, she must do. Or, like, some stuff is, like, coming up on the flight. Like, she had this whole bit this week where she pretended that she thought Ian Riccoboni was Tony Schiavone. And kept complimenting him on how young and good he looked. Cutting (laughs) his hair and feeding him macaroons. Like (laughs) it's perfect. We need to put her on commentary for a a men's match because yes, because inevitably she distracts from the match because her commentary is amazing. Um, So I think put her on, put her on, put her on a couple of matches. Let her sit there for a couple. Don't let her. Yeah, yeah. Don't, Don't um. Don't just let her overshadow the. But then there was a. This ended so well with the her riding Luther's shoulders and throwing shoes around and Mariah May running around and both of them flinging shoes back and forth and Deanna throwing the shoes back. It was great. Yeah, and and the fact that she made Renee and Deanna corpse in the in the ring talking absolute nonsense. That was great. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, all the awards for Tony Storm. She's fantastic. All the Oscars, all the Oscars for Tony Storm. She should have everything. She is amazing. How did we have this woman on the roster for so long and like do nothing with her to the point where I was like, Tony Storm has no charisma and isn't isn't interesting. Like she's fucking amazing. What were they doing? She's, she just needed to find the gimmick. I think that's that's all it needed. Yeah. She's so much better than being a, a sort of sidekick. You know what I mean? Like she was just a villain sidekick um, when she was in the Outcasts, and I think. She's so much better than that. Yeah. Like I, I actually, I, I would say that Ruby is better than that as well. Like, which oh, the drama, the drama oh, with Ruby. Because yes. you hadn't seen Rampage last week when we talked. I hadn't seen Rampage last week, and then Soraya, Soraya set her up. She so, did. Oh, oh, what a villain! What oh, a villain! That was I that was some that. pure like soap opera ridiculousness, it was. wasn't it? So there was um. Uh, Ruby and Soraya backstage. I can't remember what, how this came about. And then... It was Ruby's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Ange came in with a cake? Yes. Yeah. And then... Wait, it was before that, Soraya was like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I've got to show you this. And I'm sorry, it's on your birthday. Yes. Giving it the, the best fake sad face ever. <laughs> and then showed a video of... Uh, Harley Cameron. I nearly said Harley Quinn then. It's not Harley Quinn, it's Harley <laughs> no. Cameron. And she was talking to uh, Ange 
and Ange went to give her a hug and Harley kissed him on the mouth. Very and dramatically. That's where they, very dramatically, and that's where they paused the video. And Ruby was heartbroken. Bless her little cotton socks. <laughs> and then Ange turns up with a cake and uh, Ruby knocks the cake into his face. And then the video starts playing again and we see him pushing Push away. Harley away. And then he went down to the ring to fight in a... Was it a tag match or a trios match? It was a trios match and he was still covered in cake. Was and that still was covered the in funniest cake. fucking Honestly, thing. Honestly, like, <laughs> I have never found that man more attractive than when he walked down to the ring. Like, I've always sort of thought he was like, hot and then he walked down to the ring sad and covered in cake and i was like you are so hot <laughs> what is happening <laughs> i think maybe you have a thing for pathetic little meow meows sometimes <laughs> no because i will never love what strong <laughs> although that picture from uh all in of chuck taylor sitting on the floor looking sad is everything Aww. to me <laughs> poor little meow meows <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Men, men instantly become more attractive when they're occasionally a little bit pathetic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Just show. Oh, there's a Simon Amstel comedy bit about this where he was talking about finding someone attractive when they had a like nosebleed. Oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> I love yeah. Simon. He Simon's should watch great. wrestling. He would be all over. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many pathetic men. So much bleeding. <laughs> so much bleeding all the time. I think that might be why like so many people are well into Hangman because like when they were back in Daly's place when uh, when he was having his uh, <laughs> alcoholic nervous breakdown phase. Um, yeah, I think he was a bit of a pathetic meow meow at times well, then. It's I relatable because we all is. felt like that during the lockdown. True, well, true. The hangman thing is many things. It is because, number one, he's just beautiful. Like, that is yeah. undeniable. Like, that man Fair. has uh, incredible face and hair and body. Um, number two, he has a lovely soft accent. You just want to <laughs> listen to him telling you sweet nothings. And then he is... <laughs> incredibly strong and violent and you think and and you know with some kind of lizard part of your brain's like mm, he could protect me but then yeah but then he's like sad and vulnerable and you think oh my love could fix you that's what it is <laughs> so basically there's no he's mystery like, here <laughs> yeah he's, he's a quadruple threat in terms yeah. of yeah <laughs> but I mean, also copy paste Chuck Taylor in that like yeah yeah it all of that all quite of the above yeah yeah. Oh, we love them violent boys. I'm not a complicated creature. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that could be said about either one of us. (laughs) That we we are complicated creatures. We're very easy to please. We're just simple women. We just like what we like. Um, Hey, speaking of silly things that we like, do you want to tell our listeners about your new t-shirts yes i made some very silly (laughs) t-shirts um on my shop which is i'm going to attempt to say the url now it's co-fee.com forward slash rassle trash forward slash shop too many s's but (laughs) i have a a t-shirt uh with cats and graps on it with a lovely little vintage looking kitten um and also a t-shirt that says tiger driver with a little kitten on it because i just think wrestling shirts need more kittens more cats both of those are amazing like i had ordered (laughs) the cats and graps one before you put the tiger driver one up and i was like 
I, I'm almost glad because I would have had a dilemma. So I'm like, it's fine. I've ordered one. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I did that one and I did an exploding barbed wire deathmatch shirt, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous, cutesy, rainbow colored pastel thing <laughs> in the world. Because like, I don't know, I'm, I'm in agreement with Claudio. I, I like the idea of like violence, but very cute, like violence, yeah. but make it cute. So, uh, yeah, that that was kind of what I was going with. So, wrestling, cutesy wrestling shirts. Yeah. It's like, uh, also shout out to our pal Eden, who has the deathmatch wrestling with the rainbows, with the barbed wire rainbow. Ah, That's yes. That's my other, other favourite silly wrestling shirt. I love shirt. that. I love that shirt so much. Yeah, buy one of those as well. Buy them all. Buy them all. Yeah. Buy all the shirts. Uh, yeah, I could just leave you there. But, yeah, um, we should probably tell you all the other things that we would like you to do if at all possible thank you please which would be <laughs> to follow us on twitter blue sky instagram youtube all the places at waffly bollocks uh you can send us an email to waffly bollocks at gmail.com you can rate and review and subscribe but please only if you're going to say nice things and don't give us a one-star review that will make us really sad yeah don't be mean don't be uh, and come back next week. I think that's everything. Yep. <laughs> See you next week then. Bye. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.